Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the fifth episode of the NWHL Fifth Star Podcast presented by the National Women's Hockey League. And, folks, not quite breaking news, but exciting news. The Boston Pride are in the win column. Their first win of the season, a 3-2 win over the Buffalo Buttes. And if you don't remember last episode, I discussed the weird fact that the Pride hadn't scored at all in the second period. Well, in their 3-2 win over the Buttes, they scored all three of their goals in the second period, their first three of the season, three goals on 10 shots in that second period. So the NWHL Fifth Star Podcast curse cure is alive and strong. We've got a packed show for you today, folks. Anya Badalino, Corrine Bowie, Tatiana Rafter, and Janine Weber all joining us on today's show. We've got reps from all four teams discussing the different aspects of their squads, how they see their seasons going, what's next, and all the rest. So we're not going to take up too much of your time here on the intro. We'll get right into it. Anya Badalino is a member of the Connecticut Whale and also the director of the NWHL Players Association. Anna, Anya, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. wanted to get started by asking you a little bit about the Players Association. Uh, Take me through some of the strides you guys have made over the course of the last few seasons. Absolutely. So I was appointed uh, last January, and so this would be my full calendar year in the role. Um, From the kicking off point to now, we've procured two lawyers that work with us. We have an HR team that helps advise our players for things like resume building um, or even best practices for uh, an interview if they were, you know, trying to get into something like that. Um, we have a whole bylaws system created and infrastructure that has different titles and roles within our organization. So um, Marissa Gedman is our vice president. Uh, we have Kira Gullen that works on the communication side of it. She was a PR major, so she does a great job back and forth for any of our media appearances. Um, you know, then further down the line, we have uh, Kelsey Newman and her support staff that works on community outreach, getting in front of any kind of um, fundraising or community programs that we might want to dive into. And then working with some partnerships. I mean, some of them haven't been announced yet, but getting involved with some youth organizations to uh, provide their players with our players um, and using them as coaches and mentors. All of these things are strides that we've taken in the the last, what I call, you know, short 11 months that (laughs) have led us to um, having a pretty good system set up. We have a weekly call, or excuse me, a monthly call with the league head office, and then we have a monthly call with our um, entire body, and then we have each team has a monthly call as well with me, so there's a lot more communication. It's definitely an entirely different look for you know, how I like to be very structured and in line, and, and now that's reflected through the PA, which is great. What about the relationship between the Players Association and the league? How has that evolved? It's changed pretty tremendously. It's gone kind of from the, hey, what's this or that, to, okay, we have this goal and initiative. Um, you know, how can we work together? Or reviewing different incentive programs and advocating for them, changing them, developing them further. Uh, so those are all things that we've done in the off season is run through things like contracts, Um, spoken to the league about different programs that we want to um, initiate for our players. For example, we've been working pretty closely with the league to create some type of ticket incentive that we had last year and replicate that for this year. Um, So some of those programs that formerly were uh, put together, you know, 
behind the scenes, you know, that's now a formal voting process where we will pitch an idea to the league, the league will internalize it, pitch it back to us, and then we'll internalize it and come to an agreement. And there's been a lot more of that co-branded work. Um, so that's something I'm really proud of. That's awesome stuff, Anya. Let me transition to on the ice now, if you don't mind. Um, member of the Connecticut Well, 3-2 and two on the season. You're up against the Pride in the coming weekend on December 10th. You beat them the last two times you saw them, both times in November, 4-3 and 2-1. to one. Tell me a little bit about your preparation as a team for that game, and then you specifically. We did a great job as a team coming together. You know, the last couple practices, practices that we've had have just been elevating and elevating and elevating that I think that moving into a game against Boston first and foremost just getting shots on Brittany on and getting her you know walls down early is, is just the key to success in, in any way shape or form but if they play somebody else then trying to figure out that goalie's thing um, so as a team you know definitely getting more quality shots the will has kind of been in a scoring slump and I think that that's going to be the difference maker um, is even if we had mitigated some of those mistakes against the Riveters and kept the game to one nothing we still weren't going to win with no goals. Um, you know, so, so definitely getting on the shooting game for the entire team. But then on a personal level, you know, my line is starting to gel. I play really well with Stephanie Mock and Paige Savage. And so getting that line to not only be that third line grinding line and setting up that first line for success, but maybe even popping a goal in here or there um, and making sure the breakout is clean, that we're rotating properly and, and different things that, you know, I think that we've finally gelled and finally started playing like a, a pretty concise unit you know we were making passes last night in practice that felt like we've been playing together for four years so um that's where i get excited that's where i know that we're moving forward in the right direction so facing boston is just like facing any other powerhouse is making sure players like gaggy don't have the game of their life gaggy <laughs> she's had a great weekend right yeah um the so, week. yeah so it's, it's trying to figure out who to who to focus on and shut down but that entire team deserves respect so um, you know, basically showing up to play every single minute and, and have a 60-minute game, which we've yet to string together a full 60 minutes, in my opinion. So um, that would be first priority for us. You did mention a, a little bit of a scoring slump there for the Whale. Uh, tell me a little bit about the mentality on the bench from the coaching staff and how it's permeating throughout practice and the rest of the roster. Is it? Are you guys gripping your sticks too tight, or is it just things aren't popping in for you? You know, it's funny. I, I think my coach kind of goes through it is having speed on zone entry, right? Is having the confidence to get to the net and take the shot first and then follow up for that rebounded, mm -hmm. uh, rebounded goal. And that's something that we haven't been doing. We've been kind of stuck in the ideology that it's got to be a pretty tic-tac-toe goal every time. And, you know, our first period against the Riveters, we had two shots on net. Then the next period, we had 16 shots on net. Right. So, you know, it, it takes coach coming to the locker and being like, are they broken? Like, everyone pick up your stick. Is it broken? Like, what is happening right now? Um, you know, and it kind of wakes us up, and we realize that not only are we great skaters and, and great playmakers, but we're great shooters. And, and so last, last night in practice, we worked on a lot of three-on-two zone entry and getting shots on net and crashing the net and, and flooding the front and, you know, getting good typical shots and having our D move the puck out. We have a powerhouse form, you know, six-core D, and giving them the puck and letting them act as that fourth forward uh, is going to be the difference maker for us. So, um, you know, I think a lot of it comes from do you want to be the person that shoots first um, or make that play? And I think a lot of us had the playmaker's mentality and we didn't have enough people 
taking that goal scorer's role. Well, Anya Badalino, I should say, the director of the Players Association and a member of the Connecticut Well, who will face off against the Pride on the upcoming weekend. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Kareem Bowie is a forward for the Buffalo Buttes. Two goals and two assists in five games played on the early season. Kareem, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Doing well. You guys go up against the Riveters in the Twitter game of the week this upcoming weekend. You fell to them the last time you guys saw them. So tell me a little bit about what's been going on in the locker room over the course of the last few weeks getting ready for this game. Well, um, we had a really good practice last night, uh, really high tempo, and um, we're just working on our game and our, our systems and our um, tightening things up as we go into this weekend. Um, we're really trying to close out these uh, next few games before the break and end on a good note, and this is our third time playing the Riveters, so we're really trying to get that win against them. Yeah, definitely a tough break with the scheduling. I mean, early in the season, going up against these Riveters three times in the first six games is uh, tough to swallow. Yeah. Have you guys learned anything over the first two games that you think you can translate into this third one? Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, they're a really fast and skilled team, so we know we've got to we've got to um, bring our top speed and, and move the puck fast and. Um, they have some D who are good at finding their girls on the back door, so we've got to constantly be aware of that in our D zone and be picking players up better. And as a, uh, a noted goal scorer, I mean, obviously you have to be a little bit intimidated going up against somebody like Katie Fitzgerald. So do you do anything differently in preparing for that, or do you just go into it as you do every other game? Um, you know, she's a solid goaltender for sure, and just so we just have to get as many shots to the net as we can and um you know we really get to know each team and uh i've i've played against her a lot so i kind of know some of her tendencies and um maybe where i want to shoot the puck and how do you find that that evolves over the course of the season do you find it's more of a chess game between you and the goalie or is it just kind of sometimes just closing your eyes and putting your puck on the net as hard as you can um i guess Everything's situational, you know. Right. So it's just whatever, whatever's happening in that play, or like just getting quick shots to the net. That's what I try to do. So basically, just getting it on net quick and or picking my head up and picking a spot. The Buttes are two and three on the early season. What do you think's gone right for you guys, and what do you think you can improve on moving forward? Um, we definitely. You know, we've got a really skilled group, and we've got uh, been able to put the puck in the back of the net, but we just have to work on being more consistent. You know, we've been up and down with winning, then losing, winning, losing, losing. So we're working on just putting a full 60 minutes together and then um, building on that, and hopefully we can get these next two wins before this break and, um, and uh, really get our chemistry going. You know, it's been tough with the, having the, the few suspensions that we've had, we've had with our players uh you know with the two forwards like getting chemistry with lines so we're still working on getting that fully fully figured out and you were a member of this championship Buttes team last year what kind of you know inspiration does that bring to some of the newer players on the team or just to any sort of calm in the locker room to just say hey folks you know relax we still have time to sort this all out 
Yeah, I mean, it's still early on in the season. It's a, it's a quick season, you know, with only, what, 16 games. But um, anything can really happen, and you just got to build. And, um, uh, you know, everybody makes it to the playoffs. So it's just about peaking at the right time, and that's what we were able to do last year. So we didn't necessarily have the best record last year, but we were able to peak at the perfect moment and able to bring the cup back to Buffalo. So we're hoping to get on that trajectory again. Perfect. Kareem Bowie of the Buffalo Buttes, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Tatiana Rafter is a member of the Metropolitan Rivers, off to their best start in franchise history, 5-0. and Tatiana, how are you? I'm really good. Thanks for having me. <laughs> and I'm sure you're even better knowing that your Metropolitan Riveters are flying on the early part of this NWHL season. What's going on with that team right now? There's a lot of cohesion, and everyone's got their own role going on, and we're all just playing for each other, so... It's a really exciting time to be a riveter, I think. <laughs> I can imagine so. You guys are averaging five goals a game while you're averaging only 1.4 goals against per game. Uh, I'm not a math major. Every math teacher I've ever had can, <laughs> can tell you that. Uh, I still have to count on my fingers. But that seems like a recipe for success, no? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think for us, it comes from all the little things, and we're playing in short systems and things like that, and that's been able to add up and result in those <laughs> those outcomes, right? So I think if we keep sticking to our game plan and do all the small things, we'll be able to keep it rolling. What about things you guys are improving on? Obviously, 5-0, and I just mentioned those numbers. Everybody's playing really well from offense to the blue line to Fitzy and Nett. But what are you guys working on in practice where Coach Weissman has said, you know what, we can improve in this area and then we can get even better? I mean, I think it's just come to, we have, you know, we have Tuesday, Thursday practice every week. So we have about an hour on the Tuesday hour on the Thursday. So we just really are utilizing that time to really push our pace, really get our legs going and practice like we're playing on the weekend. So I think like our focus and our our team unity have been big things for us. And you've been a member of this team for a while now. How have you seen it change over the course of the last few years? I just think that the Riveters locker room has always been a really amazing environment. Um, like I, I really think that this is a team. Um, so, you know, our coaches even said sometimes, like, we're not made of, like, superstars. We're made of good hockey players, and we can all really contribute to the team's overall goal and vision. And so I think everyone's finding their spots right now of um, where they fit in our lineup and their roles when it comes to game day. So that's been ultimately really successful for us playing a team game yeah let me let me challenge you a little bit on that right because we hear so much from everybody in every sport about this is a team right this is a we're not you know we're not just teammates we're brothers we're sisters blah 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 what makes you guys that tight-knit is it relationships outside the rink is it just the cohesion when the doors close on the ice what is it there are definitely friendships forged um, outside of the walls of the locker room as well, which translates, but I think ultimately everyone in the locker room wants to end this season with the Isabel Cup, so um, we're all trying to work 
towards what we can contribute to get us there and um, whatever we need to give I think we're willing to so um, yeah I mean ultimately it doesn't matter like some people will not be on the score sheet as much but they're just as important as our top goal scorers type thing so um, and we recognize the value in every person in the locker room if you had to give out an MVP award to a Riveters player today, who would it be? I mean, there's so many candidates. You you go to the net, Fitz, Fitzy leading the league in safe percentage and all the rest. The top four or five leaders in the NWHL in scoring are all on the Riveters. So who would you give it to? I think that's, that's definitely a tough question. <laughs> I know. That's why I asked you. Um, <laughs> And you're asking her too, so I mean, my perspective may be a bit different, but I think always in the locker room, um, you can always count on like Fitzy to be really, uh, really centered and uh, great support for the team. Um, everyone's always very confident um, in her, and she sometimes just stands on her head and <laughs> makes amazing saves that <laughs> really aren't expected. Think. She made three saves on a breakaway last game, which is just kind of unheard of. That's a lot. (laughs) Make make the first save, and then the second should be, you know, everyone picking up sticks and that. So um, she really goes above and beyond with that. Um, Really great focus. You always see it in her game day prep, Um, that too. So she leads by example for sure. Tatiana, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. <laughs> Janine Weber is a forward for the Boston Pride, and she joins us now. Janine, you guys get in the win column in your last game. How did that feel, getting off the schneid? Um, it felt really good trying to get that first win at something. You obviously want to win, and especially with one game a week, you kind of drag your loss around the whole week, and then you get another chance the next weekend. And, you know, it's hard if you lose a few games I guess it's a month of losing and like obviously nags on you but I think we're always pretty positive that um, the next game will be the one we can turn it around because we have a good team so I think it was just a question of time to get our first win and you guys have been scoring in bunches recently no less than three goals in your last three games only 11 on the season because you you scored just two in your first two so take me through what do you think is going on offensively that is uh, helping you guys turn the corner a little bit. Yeah, I think we, you know, we have a lot of new players. Uh, we have a new coach. Uh, we had a lot of line combinations the first few games, but I think we found some lines that actually work together. We have good chemistry, so I think that was also just a trial and error kind of process. And you know, every practice gives us more time to play together and work on things. So I think that's a reason why we've been scoring more goals lately, and also won our first game. Two assists for you in the first five games of the season. Is that kind of where you see yourself fitting in as a role player? Is dishing the puck off instead of putting it in the back of the net? Or do you think you have more of a goal-scoring ability that you just haven't found yet? Mm, I think um, I definitely have a little more of a goal-scoring ability than I've showed so far. I think goal-scoring, a lot of it has to do with confidence. I think once we get my first one, that's something that will get easier um, if we if we're winning I don't mind if I score goals or right, not right. Um, um, it's obviously we weren't winning so that was something that I wish I could have helped more by scoring some goals but 
I think going forward, um, once I get my first goal, I think I'll be easier to get. And um, if we keep winning goals, uh, sorry, winning games. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, really quickly, nobody in the league is off to quite the best start other than the Riveters. And with a win this week, you guys can find yourself in a tie for second place after, like you mentioned, a month of losing to start the season. So is that helping you guys, you know, keep focus is knowing that not everybody is pulling away. And granted, it's a four-team league, so the, the standings are going to be quite condensed. But take me a little bit through that. I mean, I think maybe um, mentally it's nice that we're not far from everyone else. But I think even, um, I mean, we knew we know this is like, you know, first four games obviously matter, but it matters how you how you finish the season, not how you start. Obviously, we would have hoped for a few more wins in the beginning, but I think um, we're just ready to build on that first win and hopefully get. Um, a few more, and I think we obviously have the potential to win a lot of hockey games this year, so I think, um, yeah, we weren't too worried about the four games. <laughs> and lastly, before I let you go, Janine, your your special teams have been quite good. I mean, 81% on the penalty kill, 70% on the power play. Do you guys Are you guys able to gain some momentum from, you know, a big penalty kill or a big power play goal? I think definitely, like, if you get a big block of someone on the penalty kill you hold the team to the outside and don't allow shots but I think that does build momentum and obviously um, on the power play if we can score some goals that's always very helpful because um, you know like the first few games we weren't that successful at scoring goals so obviously if we can score on the power play that makes it easier for us to win games. Certainly. Janine Weber of the Boston Pride thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. So, of course, want to give a very special thank you to Anya Badalino, Kareen Bowie, Tatiana Rafter, and Janine Weber for joining us on today's episode of the NWHL Fifth Star Podcast. Wanted to touch a little bit on the games from last week before we get into a little bit of a preview for what's coming up in this upcoming weekend. As I mentioned in the intro, the Pride get their first win of the season, 3-2 over the Buttes. The Riveters improve to 5-0 with a 4-0 win over the Connecticut Whale. Katie Fitzgerald, the shutout, bringing her season save percentage now to 943. Eight goals in five games. She's stopped 116 of 123. And as you heard discussed during the show, I mean, it makes a lot of sense that uh, that Fitzy would be given the MVP if, if they had to give one out at this point in the season. So she's standing on her head doing incredible things. The Riveters are flying. They're 5-0. and Best start in franchise history. In the upcoming weekend, though, they are going to see the Buttes, the defending champion Buttes, are... Facing off against the Riveters and the Pride and the Whale go toe-to-toe. And as we talked about, if the Pride pull out a win in that game and the Riveters keep going at the pace they're going, which at this rate would be another 6-1-6-2-5-0 win, the Pride all of a sudden could be in a tie for second place after going a month without a win to start the season. So plenty of parity in this league so far. We've got two more weeks of games before the holiday break and there's still a lot of season to go and a lot of storylines still working themselves out so 
We look ahead to the to the coming weekend with the Riveters against the Buttes and the Pride against the Whale. Everybody still feels like they've got a chance at this thing. And, and like you saw last year, just because you have a wild regular season like the Riveters are having right now and like the Buttes had, excuse me, like the Pride had last season, it does not guarantee you any sort of playoff success. So still plenty to work out, and we will be here with you through it all. So follow us on Twitter at NWHL. Subscribe to us on iTunes at the NWHL Fifth Star Podcast, on SoundCloud, NWHL Fifth Star Podcast. And we want to hear from you folks, so reach out. Send us uh, you know, a DM on Twitter or just uh, reach out and let us know what you'd like to talk about on the next episode. So thanks so much for joining us, and a very special thank you to all our guests. And for all of us here at the NWHL Fifth Star Podcast, I'm Ken Reichman, and we will see you next time. <laughs>